This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Shoot, yeah. It is our number three of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope everybody back home is getting safe as schools are letting out and everybody's getting home a little bit early perhaps to prepare for some tornadic activity in the metroplex just talk to abby and you know everybody's making plans to be in you know a a closet or something like that Mm. so hopefully everybody uh you know stays safe and and dry and and can avoid uh, avoid the worst of the storm it is time now for uh uh, zach wolchuk to deliver the nfl news of the day and here he is, Wolchuk. Well, a lot coming out of the combine. From a Cowboys perspective, this is the latest combine buzz from our buddy Michael Gelkin, who was on with us earlier in the week. Uh, you do have uh, the Cowboys are focused on bringing back C.D. Lamb, oh, Tony Pollard to join C.D. Lamb in Dallas. They're also looking at making an impactful addition to the offense, which is essentially what he told us when he joined us. But it also seems as though... There's no momentum toward a Dalton Schultz return Good. to Dallas. Good. So that's going to be music to your ears, Gavin. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in Jake Ferguson and Hendershot, and if Dalton's better, it's not enough to justify free agent tight end money. Dalton's earned himself a bag, and he's about to go get it uh, from another team, and uh, I think that should make Cowboys fans happy. He sure has, and he's going to be one of the, uh, if not the best tight end on the open market. So on March 13th, he will hit that open market. Speaking of tight ends, Evan Ingram of the Jags is expected to get the franchise tag. So like Dalton got that a year ago from the Cowboys, he will be the tight end that gets that from Jacksonville. He had a very good year with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, he's, he was a really, really good player. It's amazing what happened when he got away from Joe Judge and, uh, and Jason Garrett. He got with old Doug Peterson. They found out, okay, this guy's super athletic. He's super, super fast. Yeah, we could probably use him. Use him, they did. And uh, he's, he's a great weapon to have for a guy like Trevor Lawrence. I do want to go back. Are, are you guys, how confident are we that, that Ferguson – is going to be better than Schultz, like, long-term? Like, do you feel like Ferguson ends up being the better player? I don't know. That, that to me, I, I don't know. I think the one thing that Ferguson has kind of figured out is you can, you know, the reliability with catching. I don't know if he has Schultz's feel or will have Schultz's feel for how to work in space mm. or how to find space. Yeah, to get you open. Know? Yeah, to get open. I, I think there's – I think he'll be a better blocker in line, wing, whatever you want to do, move him as an H. I think he'll be better than Schultz that way. But that Schultz has a feel for his zone man, keep running, stop, settle, you know, work back to the ball. We've seen him down in the red zone. Absolutely. You know, when Dak scram went hard left and all of a sudden he just he, he uncovers himself away from the corner and finds him a little space. I think that's gonna take some time for Ferguson. Yeah, I think there's some tight ends that maybe the Cowboys will like in this draft class as well. And depending on where they're picking, and it might not be at 26, as we've talked about with the Dalton Kincaid, for instance, or a, 
a Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. But, you know, in the second round, if there's a guy that falls to them or maybe even on day three, there could be some guys that they like. I, I could see them also taking another tight end to add to that room in this year's class. Speaking of, of Cowboys, how about a former Cowboy? They made the move to say goodbye to Lyle Collins last year. It appears that as he will turn 30 just before training camp, he might end up being a candidate to get cut by the Cincinnati Bengals, according to The Athletic. It would save the Bengals about $6.1 million against the cap with $3.3 million in dead money if they marked it a post-June 1st designation. Uh, then it would save them even more money if they did that. So it would be a $7.7 million cost in cap savings and a $1.7 million dead money. So that's if they post it June one designation in cutting Lyle Collins so it's just what what a wild trajectory Lyle Collins career has taken here in the last couple of years I think with Lyle Collins when you look at him his given s meter is real low you know I mean Lyle Collins has kind of goes to his own beat uh you know he's a guy that's super super talented you know he's always uh you know he's been plugged in plug and play and you know but he's had struggles the hip injury rehabs you know, I mean, but he know, came back from COVID not ready to play. No, that's really and, and, what did. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's and he that's, didn't think there was going to be a season. No, and, and that it caught him bad. Absolutely, and that yeah. but that's that's being connected to what's going on. You yeah. know, like that's being connected to the weight room or the team, and you know, oh well, hell, we're not going to play. This thing is going to, you know, that's just that's sitting around all day and just kind of not doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I love Lyle Collins. I really do. He's a great guy. But his, like I say, his given S meter is really, really low when it comes to football. He was in the midst of breaking out to being as good as Tyron Smith like three years ago, got rewarded by the team. But I think you tip your cap to the team as well for moving on. That's one they absolutely got right. No question. Uh, now, the combine's going on right now. You have Pitts, Kalijah Kansi, the defensive tackle that we were talking about during Krusty's Corner at 240. If you missed that, you can always hit that Odyssey rewind feature now we've got the chapters feature in there you can just go and hit that 240 segment it's beautiful and uh we love it we love it it's amazing and and lucius does an excellent job of podcasting everything for us as well you can go and find that but pitts kalijah cansey ran an official 467 40 yard dash the second time he ran it that is the fastest 40 time recorded by a defensive tackle at the nfl combine since 2003 he wow. ran a faster time than fellow Pitt Panther Aaron Donald, whom he is being compared to because of the smaller stature and, of course, the same school in which they played at. But this kid has just made himself a ton of money. Yeah, and but, you know, that's the thing that you, you have to look at. And, you know, when you watch the tape, you know, at six foot, at 275 pounds, and we've mentioned a couple of different, you know, Ed Oliver was a guy yeah. that was a top ten player and, you know, when he was coming out of Houston, I mean, we were all like, oh, look at this guy. You know, you better be – you better have those traits. You better have a 4-6 in you. You know, you better you better be able to walk on water as a player because your profile doesn't fit what NFL teams are used to playing with. They're going to go ahead and just downgrade you. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and he's right now doing – checking off all the – because you watch the tape. The tape's good. Yeah. But – you and I both kind of looked at him as maybe a second round guy. Absolutely, I, 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 that's where that's where I have him. But he's going, round. he's going night one now. That that dude's going first round, and he might have put himself into the top half of the first round if a team falls in love with him. Now, uh, we'll see exactly how high he ends up going. 
you always would give us, it was, I believe, on Thursdays. Maybe I'm wrong. Please correct me if I am, Brian. But heading into a Cowboys game week, the NFL officials, and you would give us kind of the, the analysis and the breakdown on them. Well, you won't have to do it for Jerome Boger anymore as he is retiring from officiating after 19 years. Folks. Yeah, he's uh, he's not somebody. I don't believe he's been a fan favorite. Right? No, he's, he's not good. He's been a guy that's uh, botched. Well, a, yeah, you know, he knows how to botch a call. He he also forgets what city he's calling the games in too. You know, I mean, or he might even he might be in the right city, but he'll say the, like the baseball team. You know, oh, he, yeah. he was a remember he was oh, a God. penalty against the Seahawks, but no, the Mariners got the penalty. Yeah, it was a flag you on the Mariners. Flag on the Mariners. So yeah, you got to be a little. Uh, you know, not that I have the best memory or anything like that. Well, that's for sure. Jerome Boger, though, is he's a very he, honestly he's a very controversial ref. He loses control of the games, you know, and that's something you can't have. You just, you know, you get teams know that when the, you're going to maybe get one of the more poorly officiated games when he's involved. Well, speaking of uh, controversy, you have is that honest enough for you there? It was <laughs> yeah. very honest. Yeah. You have very on, you're very honest there. Yeah. Um, you have Jalen Carter who is now back at the NFL Combine. After he returned to Athens, he was arrested. He posted bond just 16 minutes later yesterday as uh, he was issued an arrest, an arrest warrant, an arrest warrant uh, that went back to the January 15th single-car accident that killed a Georgia football player and a recruiter. And now he's back there at the Combine he attend, that he is in Indianapolis with. He's not going to participate in the on-field workouts, which we did know about. He's just going to do the pro day workout there at Georgia. But he ended up meeting with several teams on Tuesday night ahead of the warrant being issued, and I believe he's going to continue meeting with teams now since he has returned to the combine. Yeah, was it with the Carolina Panthers? Basically said, oh, hey, well, we didn't know anything yeah. was going on the here. Pan- yeah, the Panthers you know, right dumb. there. Yeah, don't admit that. You know, if you're the, I mean, what are we doing? I mean, you know, if you're the Carolina Panthers, what? Yeah, we, you know, we, I know we know we got one of the early picks here, but, you know, we didn't know that was going on or anything like that. It's just know? ridiculous. It's like that, what we were talking about, Gabby, the other day, right? The, the caveman in the Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just old a, Phil Hartman. I'm just a caveman, <laughs> caveman lawyer. You don't you don't admit anything. I'm unfamiliar with your modern rules and <laughs> exactly. regulations. Exactly, I'm just a caveman. I'm just a caveman. Oh well, caveman GM at the Carolina Panthers. Another great segue with uh, one caveman to another. Dan Campbell, the manimal himself. He is huh? going to win Coach of the Year next year. Dan well, Campbell. One thing Market. That, All right. that he's not buying is the combine. He said, oh. quote, you great off tape. Not what happens with guys running around in pajamas. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly – this is what I would expect from, from Man Campbell. This is on brand for him. That's a, that's a hell of a quote, but I think I can do better. There's, there's some serious uh, benchmarks you got to hit, though. And if you think a guy's a little bit slow on tape and you now yeah. you come to the combine, you're like, oh, he is even slower than we thought. Those kind of things really hold up with projecting running backs and corners and stuff. It's just a good way to, hey, you know, d- does this match what my eyes saw? You yes. know, I liked this yeah. guy on Check film. your work. Like, Nolan Smith is a dude that freak athlete, in my opinion. He went out there and just crushed crushed the vert he just what was it 41 inches brian that he went out and did yeah he sure did outstanding and some of these i'm just checking some numbers and that's an edge from georgia by the way yeah i I can't leave that out brian you're teaching me that no absolutely some of these defensive linemen are really running some good times you know we've we've kind of uh looked at uh you know with uh, brian breezy you know we kind of have some questions about him the defensive tackle from georgia 
you know, a four eight six, not a bad time. Uh, solid. Yeah. Garvin Dexter, the uh, the defensive tackle from Florida, four eight eight. Good player. Zach Pickens uh, from South Carolina, another defensive tackle, four eight nine. Big fan of that. Those guy. are some big body guys uh, with, with some with some pretty darn good times. Keanu Benton, who we've talked about on the draft so a bunch. Uh, he is uh, he got a uh, five oh eight. Mm. So you know, good time for it's a good him. Good time for him because he didn't look to me. That was my question. I didn't think he looked lot like of a power. super athletic. A lot he, of power. Big, strong guy, but yeah. how well would he yep. move? Yep. Not a bad time. Pickens is a dude that has great get off. It's weird. You watch South Carolina, you'd think they'd win a lot more games because they got some freaking talent they on that have, squad, man. They did. They, if you watch the Tennessee tape, they beat up on Tennessee. Oh, man, they're good. talented. Yeah. Uh, now, Ravens wide receiver Rashad Bateman is taking some shots at Eric DaCosta as the GM there. Uh, he put up a tweet. Now, Eric DaCosta said, quote, it's a challenging position to evaluate in different ways, talking about the wide receiver. And he was mentioning, hey, they've kind of missed on it, right, with Marquise Brown in the first round with Bateman in the first round. He said, we keep trying. I think there's a lot of things that go with that position. Sometimes it's tied to the quarterback, and I think it's tied to things like durability. It's tied to a lot of things. We're going to keep swinging. There have been some guys that have been successful players for us that were were draft picks. We've never really hit on that all-pro type of guy, which is disappointing. But it's not for lack of effort. So Rashad Bateman clapped back a little bit. And he basically deleted the tweet, but he ended up going on and saying, stop pointing the finger, and it's not about me. It's basically about Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator. He's not putting us in position. He keep blaming me. He keep blaming number eight, Lamar Jackson. You guys maybe should look in the mirror about who's calling the plays and what kind of offensive system you're putting us in. I, I like that, you know, and look at the front office as well. How about a little bit uh, better uh, evaluation of who the good wide receivers are? Yeah, man. You know, if uh, don't don't blame it on the players who are here. It's either the coaches not putting you in position, not coaching you up, or the front office not finding the right guys. Yeah, yeah the, the the Ravens and DaCosta, they're one of the best in the sport, uh, but this is is a, a huge blind spot for them and so they're gonna have to get it figured out because they I mean all they've done in over the last three years when trying to build weapons around Lamar Jackson is give them Sammy Watkins Demarcus Robinson Chris Moore those are the one year four million dollar or one year one million dollar type deals they've made in free agency they've been cutting major major corners when it comes to the wide receiver market and then you mentioned it's Rashad Bateman Tylen Wallace Devin Duvernay James Prochet is mm-hmm. who they've drafted like they haven't really actually tried to get anybody that's a bona fide first round pick right. or a stud wide receiver in free agency they're just they're just bottom of the barrel clearance rack shopping there swing for a big trade AJ Brown style like they, they've they've neglected it it's it's bad. Now, we got a wide receiver beef that's still going on between A.J. Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, but Juju Smith-Schuster is really poking the bear here. He put out a TikTok video where he is making fun of A.J. Brown. He's making fun of Jalen Hurts. He's making fun of James Bradbury and the Eagles, and i got to say – the video is not even very funny. Oh no, no, it's not. It's not even. It's not even close to being funny. It's uh, it's a wasted two minutes that I, I wish I could get back. I personally feel, and as a guy who doesn't feel like he can really get like afford to get much dumber, I felt dumber after having watched that video. Ooh, Took yeah. a lot out of me. So AJ Brown slid into Juju's DMs. He said, "I don't play them kid games. If you want to see me, I'm with it. You better go to Cabo and enjoy your ring and stop bleeping with me." <laughs> Leave me off all your TikTok bleep P word. 
Then he also went on to say uh, that he would essentially throw hands. Did he say throw hands? He he might have used the words throw hands. And he is going ahead and saying, at Team Juju, you really need to find you somebody else to play with. Don't let that ring get in your head. You can shut the bleep up because I'm with it, and you can get it if you're going to speak that dumb bleep to me. Don't speak on me. Don't speak on me anymore. Wow. wow. I think we might Spicy. need to get these two in, in, in the boxing ring. I think we're going to get Jared Sandler on the show in just a little bit. And we got the Wooly Bullies Top Ten coming up next. Where are we going with that? Uh, well, I... Somebody sent me the top 10 heaviest Major League Baseball players of all time, and we're going to have Texas Rangers Bubba Thompson on with us, and he's certainly not heavy. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, GBAC Nation. We're live and surprised about to talk with the Rangers guest here with you. Our coverage in spring brought to you by Sonic. Mm, good. A segment is presented by the Frankels. There's a reason you need a special license to drive a big truck, so companies that hire drivers and put them in a big truck should be held accountable for what happens when one hurts you. Frankly, you need Frankel and Frankel. The consultation's always free at truckwreck.com. He is the 2017 first-round pick of your Texas Rangers. 2022, he hit uh, 265 and 170 at-bats, 18 steals, and he scored a run in today's game. Bubba Thompson joining us now here on 105.3 The Fan. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? What's going on? Hey, uh, yeah, we're we're doing great. We're just out here enjoying spring. Uh, It could be a little warmer, though, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. It kind of warmed up um, later on today. Hopefully in about a week or two, it'll be back to where, you know, where it needs to be. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. So so how you feeling, man? How's spring treating you? It's good, man. Feeling good, man. You know, um, it's always a blessing to be out here with the, you know, the best in the world. Um, being able to, to learn off these guys and, and, and uh, keep pushing. Is it easier to steal bases with the new rules and everything <laughs> about throwing over, or you got your eyes set on a goal or anything? Um, no, I don't. I don't really, you know, set a goal or anything. Um, we had the bigger ba- the bigger bases in AAA, but my main thing, man, is if I'm on, I'm gone uh, in the right situation. <laughs> what are you looking for to be gone? Um. 
uh, what the picture time is and, and all that good stuff if it's too quick. But uh, I got to set time in my head, you know. If, if he's this time, then I'm gone. <laughs> and then just him. knowing the situation of the, of the game. Now, speaking of being gone, you, you, you've been gone a lot in your sports career because of, of your wheels, and the NFL Combine is going on right now. So, And I know you love football, and you were great at it. What do you think your 40 time would be if you were running today against uh, these 21-year-olds <laughs> coming out of college? Um, I ran a 4-4 in high school a few times, man, but ever since I ain't, I haven't ran it, so I couldn't really tell you. Four four, and then you, you get you get some training. They'll trim a tenth of a second off that. I think you'd have four three speed. <laughs> I agree. Hey, you never know. You never know. Bubba, are you still chewing gum out there? How, how many how many uh, sticks of gum do you think you've gone through today? <laughs> no, I can I can put about two or three in and chew it really the whole day if I really wanted to, man. So. We we got to get you on base, of course, to be able to steal and get that high percentage of stolen bases up. How how you feeling in the box so far this spring? What have you been working on? Uh, feeling good, man. The same thing I worked on last year, man. Just being um, consistent um, and putting the ball in play hard. Um, in this spring training, you know, every time I get at bat, I'm trying to move it forward somewhere hard, and I think I've been doing that. So, just got to keep going, man, and getting the pitch I can hit and uh, move it forward, moving forward hard. Hey, Bubba, you know, uh, last year, and I know with the, maybe with the new coaching staff and stuff, they were working with you a little bit about bunting and stuff and taking advantage of your speed. Is that something that the new, uh, the new coaching staff is trying to work with you on uh, and, and get you a little bit more opportunity to get out of that box and get up to first baseline? Um, no, nah, man, I mean, since I came into the minor leagues and stuff, um, coaches and everything used to say, hey, you need to get your bun down. You know, that's, that can really help you in the future. Um, but Beasley, we, you know, we work on it day in, day out. I want to work on it, you know, because that's part of my game that I can use. Um, so just going through the minor leagues, just working on it, working on it. And uh, But I want to show that. I want to show everything that I can do, too, just not bunt. Bubba, can you confirm this? Josh Smith told us today that you're most likely on the team to find uh, wherever the party is at. Can you confirm that for us? <laughs> to where the party was at? Yeah, where, yeah. wherever the party's uh, at, Bubba Thompson's going to find it. No, I'm calling. I'm calling Josh Smith. <laughs> oh, so he was deflecting on. He was deflecting that onto you. Then I feel like Josh gets down, man. No, no, man. But no, I ain't. You know, we can have a good time. You know, but it's I, I like a, to have yeah. a good time a little bit. Yeah, you're, you're gonna. You know, we've all talked. We've had you on before. We talked about Mardi Gras one year, and like, and how like you know Mobile, Alabama is the, yeah. the king of Mardi Gras. So yeah, if, you know it, that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If if Josh is and Josh is an LSU guy, so I'm thinking yeah. like, okay, he knows how to party. But people from Mobile know how to how to have a good time. That's yeah, a compliment. Yeah, yeah, that's a we, compliment right you know, there. You know, we started Mardi Gras. Absolutely. They, they, New Orleans took it over, though. They made it a little bit bigger, but yeah, we started it up. You know? Bubby, you getting any fishing done uh, while you're out here in Arizona? <laughs> no, sir. I ain't really fishing out here. Most most of the time, I be tired. Uh, it ain't it ain't many it ain't many spots out here that you can really fish, huh? Yeah. So yeah. And at the end of the day, man, I'd be tired, you know, each and every day. But um, one day I might get out there and see what I can do. Well, we got a random pond-looking thing at our hotel. If you just want to come up the road, <laughs> come party with us. That's where the party's at. <laughs> we can put a line in there, Bubba, and have a good time. Yeah, so. What do you think of uh, Bochi and in the time you've gotten to spend with him as the new manager? Oh, man, down there, you know, ready to work and, and, and on a mission, you know, to win a championship. 
I feel like, you know, we all are. So we come together as one and, and see what we can do. Now, uh, I am a very superstitious fan just watching games. And, and I remember when you got drafted, you talked about being a superstitious player. What, what are some of the most superstitious tendencies you have on a game day or just in life in general? I mean, it can go from, you know, socks, what I wore that day, um, a shirt, um, pants. It just depends on little things, you know. Uh, what kind of gum may go with the grape. Just little stuff that I do through my head as I'm going each and every day. Outfielder Bubba Thompson here with you on your home of the Rangers. Who were your favorite players growing up to watch? You pattern your game after anybody or, or, or think um, of a favorite? Not really uh, growing up, man, but as I went through and got a little older, you know, like the Mookie Bats of the world, um, uh, you know, Jackie Robinson, you got to put him in. Yeah. Um, like the Matt Camps of the world. Um, just all of those guys. Who was your favorite quarterback growing up? Cam Newton, man. Can't go wrong with him. No, not no. at all. Can't now, go wrong with him. How many How many friends in the football world do you have? I mean, a lot of DFW sports fans know that you played with Jalen Tolbert, right? Uh, yeah. How many others? I mean, you, you, you spent so much time uh, – you know, in SEC country with a, a number of athletes. Do you, do you have a number right. of friends in pro football? Uh, yeah, I got about mm, three or four that's um, getting in there and playing a little bit. So it's, it's been good, man, to watch them play and, and do their thing too. Was, was it hard in, in college watching some of those guys and, and feeling the lure of the football field at all? <laughs> no, nah, man, my choice was chose me coming out of high school, you know, getting drafted and, and – and I knew I had a goal, and I'm sticking to it. So when you're going through a decision-making process like that, is it what's the best career decision or, or which sport do I love the most? How do you balance that? Um, really just playing both sports, competing, and, until one of them pulls you away, you know. And uh, the Rangers gave me the opportunity, um, and they pulled me away. So I couldn't turn it down, and here I am today. How uh, often do you still keep in touch with uh, Jalen Tolbert? How's he doing? I talk to him every day, man. We've been talking every day for a long time, you know. Um, but he's doing good, you know, working out and everything, getting ready. What's your roommate situation like out here in Surprise? You said roommate? Yeah. <laughs> now I'm at the uh, a hotel. Yep, I'm at oh. a hotel right now. Okay, very good. So you didn't you didn't get stuck with a roommate. I feel like we were talking with some guys yesterday that are dealing with the roommate situation. Bubba Thompson, he's uh, he's graduated from needing a roommate. It's surprise. That's a huge step. That's what happens when you flash. It's a blessing. It's a that blessing. is a blessing. Now we're, we're raving about your speed, but I'm curious in the weight room. If I said Bubba Thompson, please just impress me with one thing that you could do in the weight room. What would that be? What I can do in the weight room? I feel like you could do pull ups for days. Pull up, nah, man. I mean, I do the standard, you know, your squats, your bench press, you know. Try to keep up with these other guys, too. More of a track guy if you want to put guys. on a show? What's up? More of a track guy when it's time to put on a show? <laughs> yes, sir. But I can hang with the best of them. Right on. All right, Bubba. I can uh, hold my weight. We're, we're, we're sponsored by Sonic. Mm, good. Could, mm. You have such a great voice. Could I just get you to say Sonic? Mm, good. Man, Sonic. Mm, good. <laughs> now, what is your favorite order from uh, Sonic? Man, I ain't had it in a while, but I tell you what, in high school I used to get it a lot. Man, I used to get the the foot long um, chili Tony. cheese dog, oh, or the great call, the, man. <laughs> yeah. the great nerd slushy, uh, the tater tot, 
Um, you, you know, it, it's got a lot of um, berries you can get there. Yeah, that nerd slushy is outstanding, a popular choice. Bubba, we're blessed to have yeah. you. Uh, congrats on your success, and best of luck in the future here. Give him hell. We'll be pulling for you. All right now, y'all. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right now, y'all. Talking with Bubba is so fun. It is fun. Okay, well, Chuck, take care of this uh, top ten situation. What are we looking at today? I got you. So, shout out to uh, P Greatness, 1088, P Bird great tolo that he is he sent me the top 10 heaviest major league baseball players of all time and uh you know i i was worried about this because you know me i'm not a, i'm not into the fat shaming but i am a voice no. for the fat people and i think this is a shout out and this is giving love to heavy athletes out absolutely there. they deserve it they were know. able to perform so these are heaviest baseball players of all time and i've even got their weight listed do you want to try and take a guess is frank howard on that list frank howard is not listed in the top Ooh. 10 is frank reyes montona or uh montoya maranta maranta no of the rangers currently no he's not diego montoya diego montoya <laughs> Bartolo Cologne. Yeah, we got to guess Cologne. Bartolo, Bartolo Cologne, sure. number five on the list, coming in at 285 pounds. He's actually technically tied for fifth, but I think Bartolo putting him at 285 was a little generous, so we gave him five. He's probably not the only former Ranger on the list, though. <laughs> yeah, dude, Prince Fielder, right? Prince yeah. Fielder has to be. Prince Fielder at number nine at 275 pounds. What about Big David Wells? He seemed like he was intent on eating his way out of the league. I was stunned that David Wells didn't make it. Now, David Wells might have been in a top ten best big athletes of all time list, but he didn't make the top what about, ten heaviest MLB players of all time What list. about our guy that loves cereal, the Yankee pitcher? CC Sabathia? Sabathia, yeah. Number two. Oh, there we heaviest go. Heaviest wow. MLB player of all time. Yeah, there we Three go. Three bills, 300 pounds, CC Sabathia. Okay, that's good. That's now you guys good. got probably the uh, maybe maybe. The Is there a guy like Tuffy Lemons or something like that that we're not going to get? <laughs> uh, there's Tuffy something. Lemons. Yeah, yeah let, let, let me, let me there's going to be a guy like yeah, uh, Mordecai Brown. LA, or do, do, LA, do you have a guess? Do you want to jump in here? I don't. Oh, want to I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want uh, you to know that I love you. But, but I, but I do think about that lady saying. Is that the big herd over there? Oh, <laughs> there you go, Ooh. Frank Thomas. There you go. That, yeah, that's a good. Honey, let me go introduce so, you to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're a husband and one of your your wives are in that commercial and they're just looking over at Frank Thomas, wouldn't you just be like, bleep that guy? Yeah. Oh yeah. F him. I hate him already. What, the, what a, a Molina brother has to be on here? Huh? Yeah, big a, Benji. It's a big upset. The Molina. The Molina Molinas is not on. Here. John Cruck. No, John Crucky. Crucky is a great guest. Probably the sloppiest. No, Cruck is not. He is a great guest. Big Poppy? No, Big Poppy, which was shocking. He would be on a top ten best of all time. But Greg Luzinski. No, Luzinski. Number ten, we've got Carlos Lee of the Houston Astros, two hundred and seventy-five pounds. Really? Wow. What a unit. Nine, we gave you Prince Fielder. Yeah. Eight is Jose Cada. At 280 pounds from the Florida Marlins. Ah, uh, okay. What about uh, what about Jabba? Jabba, Jabba was a big dude, wasn't he? No, Chamberlain? No, it wasn't Jabba. Yeah. Wasn't Chamberlain a big guy? Yeah, Jabba Chamberlain was a big guy. Are you guy. trying to will that one over there? Yes, because the name Jabba. Yeah, no. kind of, well, maybe. J- Jabba was a big boy. It's the same thing I'm doing with Jumbo Brown. <laughs> uh, but no. Yeah, number seven, number seven from the Kansas City Royals is Calvin Pickering. At See, 283 pounds. What year was he? I, I don't have a year. Okay, I don't know. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Number six is Jonathan Broxton of the Dodgers. Dodgers. Bartolo Colon was five. Number four, we got Dimitri Young of the Detroit Tigers. Oh, I forgot about him. 295 pounds. Dang. This is a great name. At number three, it's another Yankee. Jumbo Brown. Yes. 
That's JB. A, I, I told you. Yeah. I told you. There was some guy. Yeah. There we go. Big Tuffy Lemon. Jumbo Brown. Jumbo Brown. Jumbo Brown. Bad Bound. Bad Bound. Jumbo Brown. <laughs> CeCe Sabathia is two, but number one, former Baltimore Oriole. Wait a minute. Okay. Boog Pal? No, no, no. Uh, 320 pounds is this guy. Dude, Boog Powell's a good pull, though, there, Broadus. That is good. Um, He's a former Oriole. I, uh, man, I wish I knew this answer. Walter Young. Walt! Way back. Walter Young from the Orioles at 320. Can you imagine What's that? What's up, Slim? Oh, Power hitter. <laughs> Power hitter or a pitcher. Holy cow. He was I, a bunner. I'm not familiar with Walter <laughs> Young, boys, to be honest Mo with Vaughn. you. Mo Vaughn. Mo Vaughn, I love here. Mo Vaughn should have been on that list. I yeah, Mo Vaughn should have. But maybe I can do one of just, like, in general, the top ten heaviest athletes of all time when I get a chance. Right. Uh, he was a hitter. Walter Young was a hitter. Okay, Rangers lead the Brewers. It is a 6-4 in the eighth inning across town. Did you see what the New York Post did with the Mike McCarthy quotes? We'll hit you a little bit of C-note. Then Sands is going to join you to recap everything you need to know about how the Rangers are doing. That's coming up next in the G-Back Nation. Thank you, Lucius. Yeah, Jared Sandlin's going to join us when this game goes over. It's a 7-4 Rangers leading the Brew crew in their yard across town. In the top of the ninth inning, so maybe 15, 20 minutes from Sands if you're Jones and for some Rangers insights from spring training. Uh, we got a little C-note here for you. Cowboys news of the evening. Um, did want to uh, circle back on Stephen Jones saying when it comes to Dak's contract, they haven't talked to the agent yet, but his guess is there will not be a lot said about it. They'll wake up one day and it'll be done. What do you guys think gives Stephen Jones confidence that this isn't going to be drug out like it was last time? Yeah, you know, because that's that seems pretty confident. We're just going to wake up one day and it'll be done. There won't be a lot of talk about it this time around. Do they have a plan to have an, an expedited negotiation there with their quarterback? I just wonder if it's something that already with Todd France that they, you know, maybe in some passing down the road or, you know, earlier and before even for the combine that they had, listen, this is our plan for what we want to do with Dak. I I kind of felt like that if there was if it got contentious, you know, Todd France ain't going to make it easy. He never makes it easy on anybody, you know. So, to me, I, I just and I've I've floated this idea with you guys. Maybe it's a situation where it's only you know a, a two year deal, you know, or it's like you know, and, and that way Todd France is back to the negotiating yeah. table, you know, earlier again. I could see that, and, and, you know, if you're Todd France and Dak, do you interpret that as they're negotiating tough? Like, hey, we, we, you know, we don't got a, time, a lot of time to, to mess around. This is a take-it-or-leave-it type of situation, or we'll just restructure. I wonder if, if Dak and his agent feel the same way, like this is going to be quick, or, or are they digging in for battle as well? Because it could get contentious. You could tell last time they were pretty frustrated by the time it was over. Um, okay, did you see how the New York Post wrote about Mike McCarthy's quotes? Mike McCarthy shreds ex-Cowboys offensive coordinator Kellen Moore after firing. I've been where Kellen has been. Kellen wants to light up the scoreboard. I want to rest my defense. I don't desire to be the number one offense. I want to be the number one team in the league. Kind of diminishing those stats. Would you be offended if you're Kellen Moore? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it would definitely it's it's probably to an extent a decently fair criticism, uh, but yeah, if I'm Kellen Moore and that's what I'm hearing, I, I kind of got McCarthy on my bleep list. That comes personal bulletin board material, and I'm now going for the number one offense in the league, and I'm going for the Super Bowl ring. I'm going to put it on the middle finger, and uh, we're going to show a lot of a lot of that ring to Mike McCarthy at the end of the year. 
and I get where coaches where he's going with it. Like ultimately, he preaches complimentary football, and as a head coach, I get that. But it also is a little bit silly. Like it's a play caller. You ideally you do want the best offense in football, right? Like that's yeah. the goal. You would like that, and I I think that bridge was burned when he gave his presser at the end of the year after the game against San Francisco a week after, and he didn't come out and, and necessarily have a bunch of complimentary things to say about Kellen and basically say his job was secure. I yeah. think I, in, in, in the words in which he chose to use in regards to when they asked about Kellen, I, I think Kellen basically had had enough at that point, and that's when he said, well, you know what, believe you and both parties said, all right, we're going to go our separate ways here. Yeah. I, I think that he's already done enough to, to burn that bridge. Kellen's going to go try to lead the league in passing uh, with the Chargers now. Yeah, it, it, it is a really interesting story. You know, I, I think maybe at, the, at week one we got the first signs, didn't we, when he said we need to be smarter. Kellen Moore has been very aggressive. Yeah. That was an indication. He, I, I guess reporters or, or, or members of the air staff that work for the team broadcast tried to go back and be like, oh, you didn't mean any of that. That's the media misinterpreting. We weren't misinterpreting Jack squat. That was Mike McCarthy, probably so fed up with frustration about how Kellen Moore was, was running the offense at that point after uh, not uh, taking advantage of run opportunities uh, enough in week one against Tampa and last year, I I think he was already pretty fed up with it. And it was just a continuation as the season played out. I think they – I was trying to find the quote, and maybe Archer, one of those guys, somebody that's at the combine, they asked Kellen Moore about it, and he was very grateful and thankful to the Joneses. Hmm. Really nothing to talk about with Mike McCarthy or anything like that. I, I just I feel like that Mike McCarthy is so happy right now because he's got Brian Schottenheimer as OC. You know, he, he lost his – I mentioned this. He lost his offensive line coach because Jerry wasn't going to pay him the money. But he's got Mike Solori, a guy he worked with. You know, to him it's a happier room that yeah. he doesn't have to go in there every day and feel like, oh, I've got this OC that I'm you – now I can't control him. I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, now he's got a guy in there that he knows that will we'll walk through – everything that he wants to do yeah everybody's gonna be pulling in the same direction and and that's uh something that is going to be a huge positive for him well we know uh, uh eric chiafalo's favorite sports jersey would be the mike napoli that's maybe. true napoli maybe, maybe the most valuable one that he owns as well what jersey would you pay the most for in sports history or what is your favorite jersey that you own a jersey worn by hall of fame quarterback joe montana in not one but two super bowl victories has sold for 1.2 mil, which obliterates the record paid for a football jersey at an auction. Dude, wait, they, there was you a time two? I was gonna say where we were wearing the same. Is that a? I wonder if that's a personal Joe Montana superstition. Well, he he wore the record-breaking jersey in the first Super Bowl against Miami, 38-16, like in the early 80s. Four years later, Super Bowl uh, 23, maybe. Montana engineers a game-winning uh, 92-yard drive, famously known as the drive against the Bengals, 20-16. to The morning of that game, Montana's wife, Jennifer, pulled the jersey from a scrapbook and packed it in the bag with a note, maybe you want to wear it again. 
So they apparently didn't change their jerseys year to year or even have a special Super Bowl edition. He just put on his no patch or anything like that. Yeah, right? it's yeah. awesome, that dude. Is, that is absolutely wild. Everybody's sitting there in warm-ups seeing, like, stains on the jersey going, like, what the heck? How, <laughs> was, what is Montana doing in pregame warm-ups? Already getting a little bit, uh, a little bit yeah. dirty out How there. How epic but. would it be if he didn't even have a mark on it, though? Yeah, yeah, like it was already just such freshly a clean, clean game. It looks like it's new. Yeah, I, and I, I also saw a story the other day about Joe Montana talking about how he used to. You know, I don't even know if they still have these, but they used to have the the phones, uh, the landline phone on the sidelines. Oh, you yeah. call yeah. up into the booth and yeah. talk to your coaches and stuff. Got him an outside line, huh? He decided that he was going to yeah dial nine and see if he could get a hold of his wife one Sunday on the sideline, and then he realized he could, and so he started just <laughs> calling his wife on the sideline during games while she was oh, at home watching them. That's wild. I was like, that is that is true love right there, man. That's beautiful. You got to be Joe Montana to get away with a violation like that. That's hilarious. I would definitely want uh, Emmett Smith Super Bowl twenty eight MVP jersey. Yeah, that would be exceptional. A lot, a lot of people would. Okay, we got to run, though, Nation. Wish we had more time for that in some of your text. Uh, we, we are standing by for Jared Sandler as the show rolls on. Live from spring training coverage brought to you by Sonic. Mm, good. And we're back with you here in the G-Bag Nation. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.